Alright, Dad's back, episode three of Just Thinking. Topic in mind you had? Let yeah. Rip. Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. You listen to him, but he's yeah. very conservative. Are you very conservative, Sam? I mean, <laughs> that's the question I So that's a, that, that in itself is kind of a controversial statement because he's not necessarily conservative. He's more libertarian, if anything. Well, that's ultra conservative. That's right. Really? Oh, yeah. That's Libertarians what? are ultra conservative. Huh, I always thought, I mean, I'm not politically educated or anything, but I always thought of libertarians as kind of somewhere in between the lines. No, libertarians are, you know, you have the Democrats, then you have the Republicans, and then you have the libertarians. Libertarians basically believe that the only purpose for government is law enforcement, I mean, it's very limited what they believe. Yeah. They don't believe in federal agencies of the government. They don't believe in the Department of Education. They don't believe in any agency of the federal government. They believe that's uh, unconstitutional. They don't believe in public education. They don't, you know. So that's why I was curious why you listen to him. Interesting. Because he's, uh, he's a libertarian, basically. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but he probably doesn't talk about it in that well, way. Well, he talks to so many different people. It really depends on who he's talking to. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. He's been, I mean, he didn't pioneer podcasts, but he kind of made podcasting like what it is today. Yeah. So he started pre-2010. I think his first one was like 2009. Kind of like us. They were very bad quality. <laughs> and they were just like him and his friend sitting on a couch yeah. with a, um, some sort of mic. But, um, but I didn't start with him. I started with other people and kind of came around to him because, I, I mean, he's so... I mean, he's so famous for that and yeah. all the other things he does. I finally got around to it. I'm like, well, I guess I should, you know, give it a try and listen to him. And I like him. <clears throat> yeah, I think his views, I mean, he has his certain views, but depending on the guests he has, depends on how much that comes out. Yeah, yeah. But the thing I like about him is that he's very open to opinions that may not align with his. Right. So if someone comes on there and they may be super liberal and they say, well this for this reason and if that you know logically makes sense to him he's like okay yeah and he'll you know what i mean so he's open-minded yeah because i mean he's like he's pro the legalization of marijuana yeah and he's pro like gay marriage and stuff and those are all liberal more liberal leaning topics more or less but it's interesting that uh pro uh marijuana is a libertarian philosophy as well yeah true libertarians believe that people should do what they want to do as long as it doesn't interfere with other people's right to do what they want to do. Yeah. You know, that's so true. that's, that's kind of, yeah, that's interesting. That, that, you've, that yeah. Well, I, I think, I think he's used the term, um, politically homeless or something like that, where he's like, I agree with things from both sides. So he's like, I, I, cause he, he knows he has the reputation of being very, um, Republican. Right, right. So he, and he kind of classifies himself as he's like, I'm kind of, I agree with some things on one side. And I mean, obviously he's very pro gun control and, you know, stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know. Oh, he's in favor of gun control. I mean, he lives in Texas now. So, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, he always has been. He's, he's not in favor of gun control. He's in favor of. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah the yeah, other. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. He, yeah. No, he's in favor of not, no gun control. Right, right, right. Yeah, so he, he recently moved to Texas, I don't know, I think end of last year or something from L.A. <laughs> so, so he can live the life. Right? Well, yeah, I think it's very fitting of him. And I mean, 
I don't know. I don't agree with that. I watch it for the guests more than I watch it for him. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, there's no other podcast on, like, the air that has as many high-profile guests as him. Yeah. So I find that really so it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's he, he's had like Elon a bunch of times. He's had um, Neil deGrasse Tyson a bunch of times. Yeah, um, and those are all those are both like people that I look up to. Obviously, that's kind of the career I'm going into. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what really got me started. Is like I'd see guests on his podcast, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch it now. Yeah. Or listen to it. And then yeah, it's kind of like it started. And I still do that kind of. I don't watch every single one because he comes out with like four a week. Three a week. That's what he does. Yeah, he has no schedule. So, yeah, like, yeah. he just kind of comes out with them as he has guests. And, I mean, he has a never-ending line of guests. But, no, he's also a UFC commentary commentator. So, he, um... So, UFC is, like, the ultimate fighting. Oh, oh I, yeah, I'm not familiar. And he's, like, that guy on the edge of the ring that, like, comments on the fights oh, really? and stuff, like, calls out. Yeah, so that's... Because he's, um... Well, I guess he kind of started out. Yeah, he was he was always into martial arts, and then I don't know his his whole history is long. But he kind of he did the Fear Factor thing yeah. in the early two thousands, and then he kind of you know transitioned. And he's always his main thing is he's a stand up comedian. Oh, that's like his <laughs> I didn't know that. that's his main thing. So yeah, oh no, he does sets every week. Oh, He'll like yeah. go up on stage and stuff. And he's um he's putting in his own um he's building a comedy club in Austin where he just moved. <laughs> that's funny. I- I don't know that much about him. I knew he was though very conservative, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. I think he probably leans that way a little bit more, but yeah, I like that he's open to other people's thoughts. Thoughts, yeah, because yeah. that, that's what bothers me the most about talking politics with anyone is when they make up their mind, no matter what that's you it. say. Like it's not a conversation; it's argument. Yeah, and I, I can't talk to people about poli- like I don't know that much about politics, and I don't really enjoy talking about it. But if I'm going to talk to you about it, I want to have a conversation. I don't want to have an argument. Like, I'm not trying to argue you. Right, right, right. So, um, yeah, he's, yeah. Interesting, though. Funny enough, though, I'm doing this um, rhetorical analysis for English. And it's about um, um, recycling. And it's written by a um, very libertarian um, author and articleist for the New York Times. Right. Because I was doing my lab with English. <clears throat> so I have to meet with my <clears throat> an English teacher. Once a week for like 30 minutes on Zoom. And so we were like looking into um, him as a person because that's part of, you know, doing your rhetorical analysis yeah. is credibility and everything. <clears throat> He's a libertarian um, author and it's a really good article. You, you'd probably enjoy um, reading. It's kind of talking about how recycling is um, not doing as much as we think it is necessarily. How like, you know, in order, we're not recycling more than half of the things that you send to be recycled. Oh, really? Like, oh, yeah. yeah throwing it away. Yeah. Well, yeah. and they just don't have the, the facilities. Yeah. Because, I mean, recycling came around in the 90s heavily. Yeah. Um, and all these companies came up and recycled, and they realized how expensive it was to recycle goods, and they're not getting the cost of um, raw materials to build things is less than buying it buying recycled materials. Right, right. So a bunch of them went out of business, and they were talking about, like, the difference in between, like, landfills versus recycling and how um, it affects the um, environment and carbon footprint and all that stuff. But yeah, they said to like to take a, um, a flight from New York to London, you'd have to recycle like 40,000 plastic water bottles Is there- to like <laughs> offset the balance. Yeah. So it really, it's interesting. I've seen um, documentaries on Netflix. There's a documentary series called Rotten. 
and I, they do one on recycling and yeah it's kind of it's kind of mind-blowing how much doesn't actually happen yeah and it's not necessarily for lack of trying it's just there's so many different things that affect it where you know the cost versus cost and all that so well that's why i was surprised when we got to here because we're from california and we when you recycle in california you don't have to pay for it because supposedly the recycling company uh, because of the benefit they get from selling the recycling. But I think the state of California subsidizes that because when we got to Utah, you have to pay to have a recycled bucket in your front yard here on uh, pickup day. You know, you have a separate container yeah. for recycling, but we have to pay for some of that. Yeah. So it's not free like it was in California. Well, I say free, but like I say, I think in California they subsidize it. So it's really not free. You're paying for it with your taxes probably. Yeah, that's why we don't have one because my landlord doesn't want to. No, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to pay for it. I wouldn't do it. Mom didn't want to do it. But yeah. But it's nice to have two containers because we always end up that's true. too much. <laughs> well, anyway. one of the things they brought up was um, like a, um, I don't remember what it's called, like a tax, a carbon tax. Yeah, yeah. On like how much garbage a city put, um, produces and stuff. And that was kind of interesting. But I, I don't know if that will really make anyone act any differently, to be honest. I mean... People usually that can afford it will well, do it anyway. That was one of the points. Yeah, like The yeah. people that are really recycling heavily are the people that have the time and money to put away to sort all those things and to care about those things. But like the people in the lower to middle class, like they don't have time to no, like... No. They're, they're working. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, yeah, it's a really good article. I'll send it to you because it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. But yeah, a little school kicking our butt this semester. <laughs> That's good, Sam. Loves character. Uh, no, yeah, I'm, yeah. I complain, but I don't. I'm not regretful. I just no. Know. It's just what it is. It's funny. The other libertarian thing I was thinking about today is uh, libraries, like public libraries. Yeah, there would be no libraries if libertarians ran the country. Because what you're doing with a public library is you're taking someone's book that they've published and they've copyrighted, and instead of selling it. Mm. You're taking it away from them, putting it in the library so people don't have to pay for it. So you're taking that livelihood away from an author. That's true. So, and I, I, you know, it's kind of a difficult thing because, you know, you read about all these men that were from a poor background and they went to the library and that's how they got their education, you know. Yeah. So there's that. But then there's the authors, you know, and you're taking away their livelihood. So how do you justify that? You know, So it's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, it's always kind of been libertarianism in general has always been something I've always wanted to know more about. Yeah. Because I remember, I think last year at some point, you sent us a video yeah, I about do. libertarianism. Yeah. And I, I liked it and I felt like I aligned somewhat with it. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know. I just. It's very idealistic. Yeah. You know, it's very idealistic. But but I agree that the, lo- the government should have the least amount of control that we need, like, you know. Not mm-hmm. overstepping bounds, and I know that's a big part of it, correct? It is. Yeah. So, I mean, I do agree with that, but I mean, I don't know. I try to stay out of any political <laughs> discussion <laughs> purely because, like, I don't I don't follow anything enough where I'm like, I'll listen to your opinion yeah. or your, you know, ideas and whatever, and, like, I'll, I can judge that for myself if I agree or disagree with you, but, like, you don't represent the party. So, like, I can't, right. I don't really have an idea of what all yeah. parties are. I mean, I can't even imagine taking time right now because <laughs> it is. It takes it takes time to to. I got introduced to it by Alan because many years ago, 
He uh, sent me some material from the Foundation for Economic Education. It's an mm-hmm. organization. It's probably a nonprofit in, I don't know, Washington, D.C. or something like that. And it, ha- it just so happened that uh, President uh, Ezra Taft Benson, who was the president of the church at one time, yeah. uh, was on the board of the Foundation for Economic Education. He was on the board of trustees or something like that. And so I thought, well, I want to check it out. So I checked it out, and President Benson or not, I, it, it rang true to me. And so I've been, and it's very libertarian-based, and uh, I don't get their materials anymore, but that's the way I go now. I, I just lean in that direction because of Alan introduced it to me. And I think I'm more libertarian than Alan is now. <laughs> you saw him today, right? No, I didn't go because I wasn't feeling well. Oh. I, I had to, a doctor's appointment with some antibiotics. But uh, Alan's kind of a Trumper. Really? Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I think Trump did some good things, but I think he's also, you know, crazy, crazy man. Yeah. And I think we need to move past that. Oh, I know. Uh, you know, take some of the things. The that, horse is dead. <laughs> I know. I know. Let's move on. I, I, I agree with some of the things he wanted to do and did, but yeah. I also think that he, he he's just... Uh, out there he's just not I don't think he's aligned with the uh, the Republican Party anymore I think he's got a fringe group of the Republican Party but I don't think he's aligned because I think he lost a bunch of people well I'm an, I think I'm a good example of the mainstream Republican although I'm not a Republican but right. I'm the main I'm an example of the mainstream Republican group that got him elected but then that uh fell off the wagon because of some stuff, you know, yeah. because he was uh, kind of crazy, you know. Yeah, he was a little unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was. To but I think he did something. some good things. I really do. I, uh, But I just think he just, I mean, this whole unfair election thing, and, you know, it just got kind of weird, you know, after a while. And so I, and so I think we need somebody new that has the same uh, principles, kind of, but is... More, more presidential. Yeah, I guess. I don't, know. I don't know. I mean, that's the biggest issues I had with him was, I don't remember who said it, um, so, you know, whoever needs credit, but they said, it might have been on Joe Rogan's podcast, actually, <laughs> but they were talking about Trump, and they said, you want to look at a president as someone, a president, like, that's someone that's better than you, right? You don't look at Trump and say... I mean, you may be richer than me. You may have more power than me. I don't know if you're a better person than me. And I think we all want a president that you can yeah. feel like is a better person than you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're doing those kind of things. I thought that was kind of an interesting point of view. Yeah, I never followed it enough. But just him as a, I mean, I don't know. Morally yeah. as a person, I never really yeah. liked him, yeah. I guess. But. I just think it was unfortunate because I think he had the perfect opportunity to really do some good good things. And like I say, he, I think he did do some good things. But I think he... He just, he never took advantage of the opportunity that he had. He just continued to be the obnoxious guy he's always been in his life. Yeah. And he didn't take advantage of that great opportunity of being president. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Do you think he took it for granted because he came up from, like, a wealthy family and kind of had that upbringing? Do you think that played a part in it? Oh, yeah. And I think he's, he's always been kind of a selfish guy. And that never changed. He never, he was never humbled by the fact that the American people elected president. You know, that yeah. can either 
you know, fire your ego. Yeah, or, yeah. bloat your ego or humble you and say, oh, okay, I can, we can do some good things here. And, which I think is very unfortunate because, uh, and now I think he's a pariah. I think we need to just move forward. You know, I, I just don't understand the Republicans that are standing by him so uh, ferociously uh, because I don't think they represent the Republican, uh, the majority of Republicans in the United States. I could be wrong about that because they keep saying, you know, you keep hearing in the news that he's the leader of the, I and know. I think it never stops. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, but technically he can run again, right? Oh yeah. And I think yeah. that's the only reason he's a conversation anymore. Oh yeah. I think if yeah. he didn't have the chance to run again, no one would be talking about it anymore. Well, they, they I have no reason to, cause yeah. you know, you can't put him in presidency anymore. Yeah. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I well, I didn't think he'd be in office in the first place. Ever. But, <laughs> Nobody did. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think if anything, I think his best chance of getting into office again is Joe Biden, because everyone yeah. voted <laughs> That's Joe an Biden into. Thought. Yeah, everyone voted Joe Biden into presidency. To get rid to get rid of Trump, more or less. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, no, just I, our that's, that's an interesting thought. I'd never thought about that before. But you, maybe. But no one likes Joe. No, they I mean, don't. no, like, no part. No, I've never <laughs> talked to anyone in my life that likes Joe Biden. So I'm like, that may be his best chance of getting back into office because they're like, well, <laughs> lesser of two evils, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, I mean, I just wonder how this uh, if if we end up in war with the Russians you know, because of Ukraine. I wonder if that's going to affect his approval rating, Biden's approval rating, whether that... Because sometimes when a, uh, a president is in a wartime situation, they become kind of more presidential or they appear that yeah. way anyway. And so maybe he'll be uh, more respected because he's taking a hard line against Putin and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, it certainly seems like that Maybe the direction we're going to be in pretty soon. Yeah, I, I really worry about that. Yeah, we were, Karen and I were talking about the other day, and I mean, we're, we don't, we work on a military base, but it's not, I mean, we're so low on the totem pole, it's not like any information trickles down to us. Yeah. But um, we were talking about it, because she, I had seen an article or read something about um, what's happening, and she had no idea, and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, we literally might be going to war soon, like, it, it could happen, but yeah. I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be sad if it does. I think Putin is, he was in the KGB in the Soviet Union, the old, you know, Soviet Union, and I don't think he was happy that the Soviet Union went bust and divided up in all these countries, broke off yeah. from the Soviet Union. I thought he's never been happy about that, and I think uh, we're seeing his response to that now. As the, it reminds me of uh, President George W. Bush, because his dad, uh, let's see, Kuwait was invaded by, was it Iran? No, it wasn't Iran. Uh, oh, I don't know. I could look it up, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway, Kuwait was invaded, and then uh, George H.W. Bush uh, defended uh, Kuwait, you know. Saddam Hussein, who's that? That's... Uh, um, he was the leader of the... Is that Iran? No, that's not Iran. That's, uh... Not specifically, he was... Oh, what's, what's that? What's that kind of... Iraq. Iraq. So anyway, so George H.W. Bush, uh, when Iraq invaded Kuwait, George H.W. Bush yeah. sent 
the you know yeah. sent our military over there to defend Kuwait and to push the uh, uh, Iraqis out. And uh, but then he left. He didn't uh, stay and get rid of Saddam Hussein or anything. So when his son became president of the United States, he wanted to go in and finish that job and and wipe out Saddam Hussein and and clean up. And that's kind of the way I feel about uh, Putin. I feel like he's uh, he's upset about the fact that the Soviet Union didn't work, yeah. communism didn't work, and he wants those countries back. Into the, hmm. That's the way I feel about him. I think he's he's kind of. The same idea. So let me ask you this. How do you feel about, I mean, you could take examples over a lot of different wars, a lot of different times. How do you feel about America feeling the need or, I mean, I don't know. For my young, uneducated mind, it seems like America kind of butts into situations they don't necessarily belong in. Yeah. And they may be protecting innocent people, right? But we're also sacrificing our people. Americans. So do you feel like we should stand back and let what happens in other countries happen? Or do you think we have that obligation, being such a great military force, to step in? Well, in the case of uh, Ukraine, we have, we're part of the NATO alliance. Yeah. And so, you know. It does affect us. Yeah. And an attack on any of the NATO countries is an attack on Poland. Okay. And so that's why we're that makes sense. Case. But what about Iraq? Was that the same case? Do we have no. any standing in Iraq? No. And that was we were just defending a small country, uh, yeah. Kuwait. But Kuwait provided a lot of oil to the United States. Yeah, and so well, we were defending our <laughs> financial interests there as well. There's the tip. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean and I, I mean I'm so uneducated, but Vietnam was a similar scenario, right, where we it wasn't a war with the US, no. was it? No. We got involved with uh, uh, the the reason we got involved with Vietnam is because we were so uh, afraid of communism, and China was uh, uh, flexing its muscles in all the surrounding countries there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. they were trying to uh, kind of move. You know, they wanted communism to be the the law of the land in uh, Vietnam, and and the French were there before we were. The French were fighting the communists, and then the French said. We don't, we're not, this is not, we're not interested in this. Yeah. Because they realized it was kind of fruitless, I think, and they left. And then the United States uh, wanted to uh, keep communism out of uh, the Asian countries, including Vietnam. And so we went in there to protect uh, the uh, democratically elected leader of uh, Vietnam. We kind of made, we made a puppet government that was a democratic government. And, uh, and so we were there defending that little government, but, uh, the communists, uh, I think the people in Vietnam, it was kind of like Iran, I think, you know, we went into Iran to make a a country like ours. It's not going to happen because the people aren't that way. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what happened in Vietnam. The people weren't, that, that's not the way the people thought and uh, so it was just kind of us throwing our bodies out there it was a waste yeah you know it seems like the consensus after a lot of wars once they're over seems to be that it wasn't worth it yeah there are some like world war Two, that hitler and things well like yeah, that. yeah and like you would i mean back to like the civil war obviously that yeah. was you know yeah. monumental or we wouldn't be a country right now so 
Yeah, World War One and World War Two, I think, but I don't think we should ever gone to gone into Afghanistan. I think it was fine to try to get rid of the. No, I'm thinking of. Uh, uh, yeah, no, Afghanistan. I don't think we should ever. No, no, I'm not thinking of Afghanistan. I'm thinking of uh, you know? Iraq again. Because right. when George W. Bush went into Iraq to get rid of uh, Saddam Hussein, I thought, leave him alone. You know, I mean, it's their country. Let them do what they want to do. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to make that call because, because my initial thought is, yeah, like if if they're not threatening the U.S., why are we? Yeah, I mean, we're the most under, we're the most overfunded military in the <laughs> world. Which maybe that's how they, you know, you know, you have to spend your money somehow. But my, my thought is just always like, why are we sacrificing ourselves for a different country? Like, let them deal with it. But that doesn't take into account to all the innocents that are lost That's right. and That's other right. things going on. And I mean, I've, I've slowly grown into the mindset of thinking about those other things going on. But I mean, definitely when I was younger, like five years ago, I would have just been like, well, why are we in any wars? Like, yeah. Unless they're attacking U.S. soil, why do we care? Like, <laughs> leave them alone. Like, That's let right. them do and yeah. I think I feel kind of yeah, a little bit in the middle now because I think, I mean, I know very little history about the wars that have happened and even the ones that were in my lifetime, I just don't know enough. But but I agree with you. I, I'm kind of in the middle too because I think you have to be aware that there's innocent people that are being slaughtered. You know? Exactly. It, it seems like you should do something, you know, try to yeah. do something. And, uh, but World War One and Two. That would have affected the United States. Those wars, they would. Um, Hitler would have eventually attacked the United States or Japan or. Um, yeah. War, warfare has changed a lot since those wars. Yeah, it has. I, so Biden weird. says we're not going to have troops on the ground in. Uh, oh yeah. In uh, Ukraine, but I don't know how he can avoid that. I think it's definitely where it's going. I think. I mean, they they already have. They already have aircraft systems that are manned for military bases. Yeah. You don't need a person in an aircraft. No, anymore. I know. I, I mean, they still do, but I think, I mean, once that technology becomes even better, eventually we'll have no people, you know, in the, but I don't know. I feel like back in World War One and World War Two, there were men literally on the ground shooting at each other yeah. trenches you know what I mean <laughs> I know so we, I mean well in Vietnam like that was the whole guerrilla warfare right yeah. where like you know those were people you know fighting each other you know gunfights but even Iraq I mean I feel like they were fighting ghosts more than they were fighting other people yeah so I think we're already we've already kind of transitioned out where it's not you don't necessarily have like battle lines where one person's on this side one person's on the other there's no lines everyone's everywhere and you have to like yeah, I don't know. Scary. Like guerrilla warfare or something. Yeah. But yeah, well, now the whole issue is, you know, nuclear war because, I mean, the wrong person shoots off one nuke, yeah. five other countries do, half the population's dead in seven minutes. I know. No, so it's, gonna be, you know, it's, it's kind of a scary time to live. It's something like within a couple hours. It's not literally seven minutes, but no. Um, yeah. I was watching some sort of documentary and they were talking about, they're like, if the wrong people shoot off a nuke and America is one of those people that if we do it, like half the population has gone within a couple hours yeah, because yeah. it's a tra- chain reaction. Cause you, you know, it would be, and I mean, hope I want to hope that it wouldn't be a chain reaction, but it seems like it would be. So. Yeah, it really does. Sam, how did you get so many subjects? What did you, 
Where did you get them? <laughs> Are those uh, all? So yeah. They're not really like, they're not, so we have a subject jar now, <laughs> but they're not, I don't know. They were just, I Googled like random conversation starters. Oh, I see. And I then see. some like, would you rathers? And they're just things to, you know, get a conversation. Yeah, no, I understand that. I just thought, wow. Yeah, I, there. <laughs> I felt the same way. Kira was folding them all and putting them in here when I was doing homework today. And she's like, I don't know if I can fit them all in there. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I didn't think about it. But I just didn't want to have to do it again anytime soon. No. So I was like, the more I do, the less I have to think about it. And I mean, it hasn't been an issue yet where like we've needed to like talk about something. But I do think it'd be fun regardless of whether you have a stalling conversation to just, you know, pull something so it changes the conversation. Right, right. You know, something random. Yeah, I think it's nice to talk about some things, you know, and uh, things that are going on like right now. Yeah, how was taco night? How it was you, really good. You had any good salsas? Uh, yeah, well, there were only uh, one, two, three, five. There were only five entries, five or six entries, and uh, but yeah, some of them were good. I didn't try them all because some of them were really hot. I didn't want yeah. to try those, but the one that I tried, we actually got some leftovers at home. So. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was fun. It was a good turnout. A lot of people came. And, and a lot of people donated to the women's shelter. We had donations for the women's shelter, too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the bishop tries to do that once a quarter. He wants to have an activity, but he also wants to have a service project associated with it, like we were raising money for the local women's shelter. Oh, that's cool. Not raising money, raising supplies. For them. And yeah. So, yeah, it is. It's a, and he said, and he wants to invite the neighbors. He doesn't want it to be just members of the church. He wants to just invite the neighbors room. to come and, yeah. and participate and bring donations and stuff. So... Yeah, it was a good experience. It was really fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, I stopped by at your house because I was dropping off the dehydrator after I made jerky, which reminded me, I want to send you home with some for mom. Okay. Because um, I was cutting these up with your paper cutter. <laughs> oh. So Leanne was sitting there with not her kids, but someone else. Uh, Ryan. Charlotte's kids. Yeah. Ryan. I was, Charlie. I was like, I was like, does Jake have a game tonight? And she's like, Oh she my forgot. God. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was just curious. I wasn't trying to make you feel guilty. Like, I wasn't, like, implying that you weren't going to go to your son's basketball game. I'm like, you can drop the kids off at our house if you need to go. She's like, I'll just take them with me. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, she actually came over to the Taco Tuesday, and then she said, I've got to leave because I forgot it was in a... Yeah, it was fine. So did she leave the kids with you guys? No. Oh. She took them. Yeah, that's... Which is fine. Hey. We all forget things sometimes. <laughs> we do. I totally spaced tonight, Sam. I just thought, I I don't know, I wasn't feeling great. I was feeling, and I was feeling lazy. You know how when you yeah. don't feel good and then you start feeling, even if you start feeling better, you still feel lazy. You know? Yeah, it's weird how <laughs> sickness will have an effect on you longer than the actual sickness feels. You have like the after effects. That's true. I mean, to be honest, I've been sick in a really long time. And I think like, I think I used to think like, oh, I have a great immune system. Yeah. Which I think maybe plays a part. You know, I've never been like a germaphobe and they say that builds your immune system when you're not scared of germs, blah, blah, blah. But I'm also never around kids. Yeah. So, yeah, people say that, and I never even considered that, but they're like, well, you're never around kids and that's where a lot of sicknesses to adults come from is their children or children they're around. I'm like, oh. Because I mean, I can't even, I literally, it's been years since I've been like sick. Really? Oh, yeah. You haven't had a cold or anything? I never have colds. Really? Ever. That's the weirdest Literally thing. Never. Actually, now that you say that, I can't remember you ever having a cold. I'm never sick. I mean, besides that one time when my stomach was messed up. Oh, yeah. yeah. When we were camping. 
But I think that was kind of a fluke thing. Yeah. But no, like a cold or like the flu or anything. Like, I I mean, I haven't thrown up in 10 years. I don't know. That is really weird. Man. I just, I never get sick. I don't know why. Kira's sick all the time. Not all the time. She's really not sick that often. But I mean, when I compare myself to other people, I'm like, well, they're sick all the time. Because I mean, I just, I don't know. Knock on wood, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not around kids, but I think I just happen to maybe have a good immune system. I don't know. Drink lots yeah, of water, must, I guess. Well, it's like teeth. Maybe it's like Charlotte. She doesn't true. Cavities, you right? Know, so. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's one of those kind of things. Well, that's a blessing, Sam. Yeah, hey, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I, I feel like I've been really healthy recently. And then I went to the doctor to get antibiotics for my sinus infection. And then I thought, oh, I had a sinus infection about four months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not, it hasn't been that long. Yeah. Yeah, so you already did one cycle, right? Or whatever, prescriptions, so now you're on yeah, second one. Yeah, now I'm on second antibiotic. Is it different or the same antibiotic? Oh, no, they give you a, they give you a different antibiotic mm. that approaches things differently. It's funny because our bishop, uh, he has chronic uh, uh, sinus infections. Oh. And so I, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, and he said, yeah, he's on his fourth. He said, I'm on my fourth antibiotic. And he doesn't talk about it because... I, I asked him about it because I have sinus infection. Yeah. And he says, yeah, I'm on my fourth antibiotic. And he said, it's miserable. And, and so I talked to him at the Taco Tuesday and he said, well, I got rid of it. And I said, well, what was the deal? And he said, they gave me, you know how you spray your nose with all yeah. these stuff. And he usually does that. But they gave him an antibiotic that goes in the spray. And he said, that that's what killed it. He said, he sprayed the antibiotic in his sinuses and it got rid of the." And he says, Don, you should try it. So he sent me a photograph of the <laughs> medication. And I said, well, if this, and I've decided that if this antibiotic doesn't work, I'll mention it to right. the doctor and see if I can do that too. Because, I mean, yeah, why not? I don't know anything about anything medical, but it seems like that would be effective, right? Putting it right to the source. Yeah, yeah. So know. it seemed to work for him. So that's good. Yeah, I think I take it for granted a lot because Kira pretty much, her nose is stuffed constantly. She has allergies or? Yeah, I mean, it, it it may have something to do with, she has a, oh. Deviated septum? No, it's either, I think it's hypo. She has a hypoactive thyroid or something. Oh, There's okay. hyper and hypo. I think she's hypo. Yeah. So it may have something to do with that. But yeah, she's also allergic to our cat. Well, I was going to say, probably animals. And she's also <laughs> allergic to the dogs. <laughs> but she likes animals so much where she kind of deals with it. But yeah, sometimes like, She'll, I mean, we have tissues everywhere in our house. There's always yeah. one up her nose because yeah. it's just, and I'll, and sometimes I'm like picking up tissues around the house. I'm like, can you like throw your tissues <laughs> with it? But I never think about the fact I'm like, I couldn't imagine having a stuffed nose all the time. I get a stuffed nose for 20 minutes because I like sniff something weird. And I, I mean, I. Can't she take something for it? She, I mean, she takes. I mean, she's been dealing with it for so long. So I she takes allergy pills. A lot, but yeah, yeah, she'll take allergy pills every once in a while, but it doesn't really do anything. Uh, so there's something else going on. It's not just allergies, because then a Benadryl would pretty much solve her problems. Yeah. And it doesn't. So yeah, I keep her, I keep telling, I mean, I've been telling her for years, obviously. I'm like, I mean, if I were you, I would not stop until I figured that out. Because that, yeah. I mean. Go to the allergy specialist oh, or something. Oh, yeah. something. Because I mean, I just could not imagine. I feel so bad sometimes. I'm like, if I, could, if I could do it for you, I would, but... I know, that's that... Because I've had uh, this cold. I got the cold from mom. I've been blowing my... Well, I've had allergies this, this whole summer and now until the next new year. I don't know why. 
But yeah, I have tissues all the time. I'm blowing my nose all the time. And then I got mom's cold, and then I got the sinus infection. So it's life, you know. At least not your life. <laughs> Apparently, uh, I guess I'm just lucky. <laughs> I might come down with a cold. It was so I mean, our heater was out at work today. Oh, you kidding? All days, I know. All days, and I work in a warehouse. And the wind was blowing against our bay door that is not sealed. So the whole day, it's just shaking and rattling. And I mean, it had to have been like 40 degrees all day. Did you have a coat? Well, I mean, yeah, but it was I mean, it was so cold. And I, I, don't, I really don't get cold easier. Usually out of everyone in my bay, I'm like in a t-shirt yeah. because I'm like working. Today, no, I was in a hoodie, like a shirt, a hoodie, a coat. I have like an electric hand warmer in my coat. Wow. And I was like shivering all day. I mean, it was, I, I don't know. I guess I just haven't been cold for a long amount of time, in a long time. But I mean, it just, it's exhausting. Did I, they get it fixed? No, not when I left. Oh my goodness. So Kiera brought me a space heater, a really bad one. <laughs> <laughs> so I put that under my desk. So if I was sitting at my desk, I'd be bundled up in my coat, hood on, like holding a space heater. And like the heater would help. And then I'd get up and have to work. And I'd be like running back to, I mean, it was I mean, I don't know. I haven't been that cold in a long time. And it's not that it was so cold. It's the, the amount of time yeah, that I was it gets you cold. You know what I mean? Because obviously you go skiing and it's colder. But like, it's just, oh, I mean, it was. You know, it's going to be that way for the next three days. I know. They so, better get it fixed. Yeah, they should do something about that. Or you're going to have to bring long underwear or something. Uh, <laughs> I know. I was thinking about it. I'm like, I might I might take a beanie tomorrow and like gloves. I'm dead yeah, serious. It, so, it, was, it was miserable. And I'd like walk out to my car, walk back in. I'm like, it feels the same. I'm like, there's, <laughs> I'm like, there's no wind, so that's nice. But like, oh, that has got to be miserable. No, I think I'm, I think I'm literally going to take the space here we have, and like a beanie and like some gloves with me because yeah. it was just. I mean, I didn't feel like doing anything. When you're that cold, you just like. Well, you can't study. You can't concentrate. Exactly, and yeah. like I didn't do any homework because no. I, I, I don't know. I couldn't even like. All I wanted to do was just not to be cold. So I came home, took a hot shower, and then dove into my homework because I'm like, no, I need to do homework. But how many people are in that building? Very many. No, so, well, I mean, the 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 whole building is shaped in like a horseshoe. They call it the horseshoe. Um, but I'm just in Bay C. But there's okay. all the way to like Bay, I don't know, F or something, and they just go around the horseshoe. So it's a huge building. But in my Bay, there's only five of us. Um, consistently, and I mean, they all dipped out half the day because it was so cold. Wow. So they were like going and doing other things or talking to people in other areas. And every time someone walked through our bay, they're like, it feels like a refrigerator in here. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what. That's yeah. weird that they, the heater. Yeah, well, that happens when it gets really cold sometimes. Things just go out. I mean, yeah, I, I wasn't necessarily upset about it, but I mean, it was just. I don't know. By the end of the day, I was just like, I gotta go. And then you get to your truck, and the truck's cold. And I'm like, oh, At least this heats up, though. But yeah, yeah, it was a rough day. I don't know. I did work. I mean, you had some, something to do. Yeah, very little. But I kind of dragged it out. And then usually I won't work for the last half of my day, so I have something to do when I get there tomorrow. Yeah. But I was like, hope I'm gonna do everything today, so I have nothing to do when I get there tomorrow. And hopefully. We're back to operating our heater, and I can just do homework all day. Yeah. But yeah. Well, we'll see. But I think I'm going to force myself anyways. I got midterms I got to study for. So, where did you get that clock? That was familiar. 
Well, is that not Kier's? from our family? No. Yeah, it came from Kier's dad's. Kind of like I don't know. Every once in a while, he'll be like cleaning up something. He's like, "Hey, this is your great grandpa's," and he gives it to us. And oh, that's neat. It's one of those things. It doesn't work, but we've been thinking about it. I told Kier, I was like, "You can you can buy like replacement battery packs on like Amazon. Just replace everything, but what's on the front?" Right. right. But yeah, we haven't gone we haven't gone around to it. We really hung it so we wouldn't ruin it. Yeah, that's a good idea. We were worried about it because it was kind of stacked on some stuff, and we're like, eh, we don't want to ruin it. But yeah, he gave us two clocks, and I don't know. He has a bunch of interesting stuff he's given us. Well, that's fun. For care to hold on to. That hope chest is full of old quilts and blankets from um, her family members and stuff. Some were. Is that her hope chest, though? Yeah. Yeah. I think I have. I think I have like one or. Oh, I have. Um, I have a blanket that was Carmel's in there. Oh, neat. And then the Afghan mom made us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we're scared to put out because of our animals, so we, like, packed it in some trash bags so it wouldn't get ruined. Is that the one with soccer balls that it's on? No. That's just um, that's just a quilt from all of Kier's old soccer jerseys. She yeah. made us, like, a knitted or crocheted Afghan. Oh, she made everyone cool. in the family one. All, the, all of her kids, I guess. We're so scared to put it out because of our animals. We're just like, we don't want to ruin it, so it's kind of tucked away for now. And we're like, yeah, we have that issue a lot with blankets and stuff because our cat likes to like knead them and scratch yeah, them and lick yeah. them, and the dogs just stink. So anything they get on just stinks forever. <laughs> That's why they don't let Ollie on the couch. Yeah. Not because he stinks, but because he'll just tear it up, and we don't want to buy another one right now. Yeah. And we keep thinking he's going to die, but he doesn't. <laughs> it's true that every time I see him, I'm like, it's got to be coming, right? It's like, I don't know. He just keeps hanging so on. old. I mean, he's got to be, what, 18 plus? I don't, I don't know. know something he like acts that. like a puppy sometimes, you know? I know. I mean, he'll sleep a lot, but then when he starts wagging his tail and jumping up and down, it's like, how old he is he? He can't see anything. He <laughs> can't hear anything. No teeth left. <laughs> he's funny. No, he's a funny dog. It, oh, I mean, I remember when he was, well, was, I mean, I don't know how, we don't, do you, we still don't know how old he was, right? When we brought no. him because he was a shelter dog. But I mean, comparing him to now, I'm just like, wow, you were, you were pretty young. Yeah, he must have been at the time. Yeah. So what else is new, Sam? Oh, I don't know. Not much, honestly. Just a lot of school. We've just been both been super busy. So when's school out? So, midterm is next week. Oh, oh, so you're about halfway through the semester. Yeah, we're like halfway. So. And you're on the semester system? Yeah. Yeah. So we have, I think after next week, we have seven weeks. Because we have spring break. And seven more weeks. So, yeah, not too bad. No. And usually the last, we really only have six real weeks. Because the last week is kind of like, you know, teacher reviews and stuff like that like turning on your final papers right. and stuff that you've already been working on well in theory you know we always get our papers done pretty quickly we don't wait till the last minute so yeah then we have like two weeks and then summer semester starts and then you get two weeks back? and then fall semester starts yeah you're just gonna plow through yeah. <laughs> why not <laughs> yeah why not i don't know we're we're taking we're not taking full class loads in the summertime or anything so you can still go camping once in a while well, yeah, because like a normal semester is what, 15, no, 12 weeks? I don't know, 15, 12 or 15 weeks, something like that. But summer is eight. Oh, so so you pretty, everything compressed. gets pretty much cut in half. Yeah. So you have 
what you would do in two weeks, you do in one. Yeah. So Kira's taking one class, um, history, and I'm going to take history with her, and then I'm going to take uh, math 1010. You're going to be busy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm take, I'm in math 990 right now because I didn't test into 1010, which is just bogus, but whatever. So, I mean, Kira's in 1010 right now, so I have a perfect comparison of what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. And I'm like, you're doing the exact same thing as I am in 990, just slightly turned up. I know. Like, I don't just understand. barely harder. I know. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, there's no doubt in my mind I could do 1010 right now, you know? Yeah. But whatever. Didn't happen that way. So I'm pretty sure with just getting out of 990, I should fly through 1010. Like, I have no doubt that I can, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, with going camping and stuff, it's just going to be kind of cramming everything that we can do at the beginning of the week. So, so that we don't have anything going on the weekends and... I don't know. We may just not go as much this year. We'll see. Yeah. It's funny because uh, uh, Andy brought home a letter from school and he's going to be in junior high next year. Oh, yeah. And he's going to be in honors math. Yeah. Isn't that something? He's really good at math. I remember talking to him early on, maybe both of them, about it a little bit, how he is, has a, you know, pretty, he, math is a strong suit of his. Yeah. yeah really I is. mean, not that I don't believe in him. I just hope he keeps it up because comparing him to myself, I'm like, I was always pretty good at math too. And then just, you know, one, two years before I graduated, I just stopped caring. And I wish I wouldn't have, but yeah, I don't know. How do you explain that to a kid? I know. They're just <laughs> like, like, what are you talking? Well, especially, I mean, right now you, in junior high, I think you're, pre- you're pretty much still in that mind state where you care more, I guess, yeah, about yeah. school, and it's not quite as hard as it gets, and even high school's not that hard, I guess, as long as, you know, you go to class and stuff. But I don't know, I think, I mean, it's not, it's not unusual. A lot of people, you know, junior, senior year, something switches, and they're just like, yeah, eh, I don't really care anymore. <laughs> Unless you want to get into an Ivy League school or something, and then you, yeah. you make sure that your junior year, at least, you do really well, but if you don't have that as a goal... Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of people. I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't. I don't know every demographic of people I went to high school with and stuff. But I was like Kira. I mean, Kira was very motivated till the day she graduated because she took a bunch of college courses, and she's ahead of me right now for her degree because for her associates. Because yeah, she that's good. She had that's like good. three different classes that all counted towards her generals. I tell you, uh, Kira is a very. Uh, Street smart. I mean, at a really young age. I mean, she was working, you know, when she was in high yeah. school, she was working, I don't know if she was full time, part time. She was working part time. She's just been really wise, it seems like, about things like that, you know. Yeah. You know, I, think, I think it comes from two different things mainly, just in my opinion. Is that one, her mom is very motivated. Her mom yeah. is a very, I mean, she's a very high up nurse. I don't know. She's pretty much the head nurse of the hospital she's at right now. Yeah. And um, she's just that kind of person that's always doing something, always keeping everything up. She's always cleaning, she's always, you know, yeah. at work, and she's always kind of doing that. So she kind of got that from her mom. But also, on the flip side of that, her mom um, had a rough go of it when Kira was a kid. So there was a point in time when Kira's dad wasn't really there, and her mom was going to nursing school. So yeah. she kind of had to, you know, pick up the slack for her and her sister. Well, her sister's older, but they had to pick up the slack for themselves right, right. at a young age. And I think that kind of taught her I bet. to be, you know, right. a little more mature. Responsible. And, yeah, responsible. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I think that's, it's funny how you, you know, uh, 
having challenges in life, we always think, I want everything to go smoothly, but that's not when you learn. You don't you learn, you don't learn when things are smooth. You learn when things are tough. Yeah, I don't know. That's my. No, I completely agree. <laughs> well, that's one of the podcasts I was listening to. They were talking about their children. And they're celebrities, obviously. They're talking about their children. And they're like, I'm so glad I'm able to give my child this gray life where they don't have to worry about anything. They don't have to ever, you know. They, no worries, you know, yeah, everything's yeah. always going to be there, they're going to be fine. But they're like, that's not how we got to where we are. No. They're like, we got to where we are because of how bad our childhood was yeah. in one way or another. Yeah. And they're like, and that made us who we are. So they're like, how do we how do we give our children... Um, that understanding. Yeah. What's the word? It's a D word. Diversity. I don't know. But it'll come to me. But yeah, like, how do you give your child challenges that they're not going to face on their own? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you you have to do it, or you have to somehow instill that knowledge in them without having them have to live through it. it seems like a really hard thing to do. I don't it know. Is. Yeah. I think it was hard for my mom. She went through the depression, and uh, so there were times she didn't have enough to eat. And so she wanted to make sure that that never happened to her kids. Yeah. But she kind of spoiled us, you know. At least me. I know she did me. And... Uh, so I, I, I think it was harder for me to learn to be responsible because of that. Mom tried to take care of it. Oh, you need money? She would give me the money. You know, yeah. That's, and so I think, but she had to, you know, you have to learn that some way. And, uh, but I mean, wouldn't through the Great Depression. That's just. Yeah. Uh, that's, that was a tough. That was hard a tough to even story. imagine. Yeah. And it's funny because she was, uh, you know, I've told you this before, but both sides of my uh, family were alcoholics, you know, my mom's yeah. side and my dad's side. And so uh, I remember after mom joined the church, <laughs> she was talking to the to the bishop, I guess, at one point. And, uh, or maybe he made the comment to me. I can't remember exactly what happened. But he said the fact that she's not an alcoholic is a miracle because it just kind of runs through the families. And yeah, it did through both genetic. sides of my yeah. family. Everybody was a drinker. And he said it's a miracle that she's not a, alcoholic you know it was just really kind of a miraculous thing but the reason she didn't want to do it is because she saw the effects you know and she's, yeah as a young child she thought no i don't want to do that i feel like those things there's a black and white side of it you either never do it because you saw it your whole life yeah or you fall right in line with everyone else <laughs> that's like, right it's either or because i knew people in high school that they were like that their parents had a real hard time with alcohol or drugs or something. They, those were the people that would never smoke weed, never take a drink. They're like, I don't care how old I am. I don't care yeah, how accessible yeah. it is or if it's legal or not. They're like, I would never. Then there's the people that are doing it when they're 16 because that's yeah. what they're raised around. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I always wonder what makes you an alcoholic. Because yeah. I, I worry about it now. I don't drink that much. But I guess I'm just paranoid because I don't want that because, <laughs> no, because no. you've always told me it runs in your family yeah, exactly. and obviously I mean I don't know how much religion pays, plays a part in it but obviously because you're religious it's not something that afflicts you no because it never you, well and, you never let that into your life regardless no but before we joined the church Alan started drinking beer yeah and even to this day he says he would like to have a beer <laughs> he would like to have a beer I never liked it so oh, it's disgusting. I, I never, but Alan did. He says, "Yeah, on a hot day, I would really enjoy having a, a beer." Uh, and I thought to myself, "Well, I—that's I, never a thing for me. Never has been because I—I I never liked the taste of alcohol. So it, 
it had never been an issue. But you're right. The religion has, you know, plays with... I actually... I assume so. I actually... Uh, I don't believe it's genetic. I don't believe that, you know, I think it's just because you end up kind of like your family. You know how you meet these young yeah. kids that are Trumpers? And it's just because their dad tells, yeah, exactly. talks about it all the time. You know, I don't think it's a genetic thing. I think it's just because that's the way it was in your family. That's the way everybody did. And so you did yeah. it too, you know? That makes sense. But anyway. Yeah. So I don't think you're genetically predisposed to that, Sam. I think uh, it's... Yeah, I don't think it's going to be an issue for you unless, you know, unless you want it to be, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those things that's a choice. Yeah. Well, not in a long time <clears throat> smoking marijuana on a regular basis. And that kind of put things in perspective when I stopped. I was like looking when I was doing it on a day-to-day basis. Because there's arguments to be made, whatever. But in my opinion, it was, it's very different than alcohol. It's more easily controlled. It's more... Right. I it, agree. It doesn't feel as bad. Yeah, I agree it doesn't affect you physically as much either. It's not nearly as bad for you. Anyways, I had all these things and I kind of stopped doing that and it kind of, and I was like, yeah, I don't know if it's good to do anything every day. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. was it because did I have that choice or did I not? Yeah. Like, did I, could I have just, I, I stopped because I had to. Could I have stopped because I didn't have to? I don't know. Why did you stop because you had to? Oh, just to get my job and stuff. Oh, okay. And I mean, I, I mean, to be honest, I couldn't, Currently going to school and working and doing the podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, no. There's no way. On the weekend, sure. If I'm out of town in a state that's legal, sure. But yeah, no, on a day-to-day basis, I could never go back to it, to yeah. be honest. I don't know. But I was also not the greatest person at that time in my life. Not that I was a bad person, but I wasn't a productive person. No. I wasn't a motivated person. <laughs> I was just kind of living life day-to-day. I mean, that's fun when you're in your early 20s. I don't regret it, but yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't go back to it. In any way, but maybe that's a, one of the, the. I was just trying to think of what's the defining character of whether you're an alcoholic. Maybe yeah, drinking once a day, at least every day. Yeah. Maybe that's one of the things because I know. Uh, well, that's what Kim said about her dad that he would drink every day. Yeah, I think about it all the time because it runs in Kara and I's family. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I I I should. I'll maybe I'll mention it to mom and see what she thinks about it when she's on. Because I I always knew they drank. Like, every time we were out to dinner, they drank. Yeah. And, like, you know, but they weren't, like, drinkers. They weren't getting drunk. They were just kind of having some glasses right. of wine or some glasses of right. scotch, I guess. Right. I don't know, what, you know, what they drank because I was too young to know at that time. Yeah. And then you always talked about it. I know, I know a lot of people in Kira's families are alcoholics. Um, but then you take some examples of people that wake up and crack a beer. Right. And right. the last beer they have is... Before they put their head on the pillow. Yeah. And then you have people that, you know, have a drink when they come home from work. Yeah. And I think, I mean, there's levels to it. And I think it all depends on the person. How yeah. it affects you. Yeah. And I think it's, I think, I don't know. I always base it on like a need basis. Like, yeah. is it something you, you cannot stop? Then I think you're an alcoholic, whether it's a drink a day, a drink a week. Right. If right. you can't stop that one night or that one day a week, then that's probably more of a problem. Interesting. Yeah. When you remember the church, it's never... You don't even think about it. You well, know, you're not exposed not, to it. Well, I mean, I guess you're, you could be exposed to it, but you don't expose yourself to it. Yeah. You know? like, yeah if you never have that drink, then you're not going to have your next drink and not be able to stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're just trying to plan it. one, right? Yeah. It's true. <laughs> you're just trying to plan a Taco Tuesday. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, now I'm so busy, I don't, I don't know. I just, everyone's on the weekends and stuff. And, yeah, I have weekdays every year and there, but 
I'm so busy now. I'm just like, I don't have any time for anything else, regardless of what it is. <laughs> Kira's already upset with me every day. She's like, all you do is you come home and do homework. I'm like, well, if it's due on at the end of the week, I got to do homework. Yeah. No, she's not upset with me. She just, I mean, we went from working and having nothing to do when we got home. And now every single day we have something to do when we get home. So yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, it's just kind of a transition, even though we've been doing it for a while now. It's yeah. just... I don't know. It gets to her, I think, a little more than it gets to me. I don't really mind being busy. I kind of like being busy. Yeah. Makes me feel a little more productive. Makes time go by faster, I guess. It does. It makes you you feel feel better about yourself in a lot of respects, I think. Yeah, it's interesting how we put a a value on being productive. Yeah, we do. Because I don't don't know if that's necessarily always the best thing. Because I find that I can't relax. Yeah. I feel guilty if I sit on the couch and watch TV on the weekends. I yeah. feel like I need to be Dude. cleaning this, building this, <laughs> yeah. fixing this. Like I feel like guilty inside if I ever spend more than a few hours watching TV on the weekends. Yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily a good thing either. Like yeah. what I wish, like sincerely, I wish I could wake up on the weekends and just like sit on the couch, you know, drink my coffee, eat some breakfast and just Continue to sit on the couch, but no. As soon as as soon as I eat my breakfast or as soon as my cup of coffee's gone, I'm like, all right, what are we, what are we doing today? I know, but I, know. I don't know. I just I'm I'm a lot more of that than Kira. Kira goes in waves. Yeah. She'll have spurts where she's like, all right, I'm gonna scrub every single space in our house, and she'll spend eight hours deep cleaning. And I'm yeah. not I'm not that person. I just like to do things here and there, get everything done eventually. Yeah. And I like stay busy, but then she'll, but she can be on the couch all day. Not that she really does it because we always have stuff to do, but she could in theory. Yeah. You know, like not get out of bed on a Saturday and just spend the day in bed, which I envy. But <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, there's a balance there somewhere. You yeah, know, exactly. You have to have a balance because you can't. Uh, it's all, it always reminds me of the proclamation on the family that the church yeah. put out. And one of the things it says in there <clears throat> is, you know, it talks about the responsibilities of the mom and the dad yeah. and, and stuff like that. But one of the things it said that really struck me because I don't think we did enough of that is when we had family is wholesome recreational activities. And I, th- I think I was so concentrated, <clears throat> excuse me, when we were raising our family, when. You guys were growing up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I was so concentrated on responsibility and you know doing the things we needed that I th- I think we didn't have enough fun recreation activities. I know you guys were playing outside all the time, but I, I just feel like I uh, we could have done more of that. Could have gone more vacations and done more fun things. Anyway. Yeah. But mom I mean, says I'm always guilty about things. <clears throat> that's true. Yeah, I guess I don't really, I don't consider, I don't think about my childhood in that way. Yeah. Personally. But I mean, yeah, it probably had something to do with the fact that we had a bigger family. So even if we didn't have to be doing something, to be together and yeah. like enjoying each other's company, That's I true. guess, you know. That's true. But I mean, I, I, I don't, unless I'm, like you said, unless I'm just becoming my family. I mean, we don't do, well, I guess we go camping and stuff, but I don't know. We don't, we don't get out as much as we wish we could we really our goal is always to take like one trip out of the state or country a year 
yeah. then everything else is kind of local. We'll you know, go good. to St. George or something. That's a good cool. Well, we didn't do it over the last few years, <laughs> obvious reasons. But um, yeah, we'll see. We're planning on getting somewhere near the coast later this year. Oh, so. That would be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice to take them under the ocean. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, we just gotta we gotta find some weeks between school, but yeah, we'll see. It'll happen. All right. Well, week three, week four, I believe, will be with another special guest. My middle sister Claire will be here, so uh, we'll have another week off. Okay. And it's back for the next few weeks. I'm trying to get everyone. Yeah, that'll be fun. On at least once, and then I'll do it maybe like once a week or something. We'll yeah. see. Maybe do talk to Alan, see if he's interested. Yeah, I'm gonna, I was going to talk to him today, but I didn't make it. We can figure out how to do it remotely and stuff. Yeah, there must be a way, because having to come all the way up here. Yeah, I've seen podcasts done that way, where they're both at home. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. via Zoom or something. Uh, we, we'll, we could figure it out if he wasn't willing to drive up here. But no, are you going to do model someday? Yeah, we, I have everyone scheduled. Oh, okay. So I just did one with Leanne last week because you were sick. And then Claire wanted to do hers next week. Charlotte is at the end of the month. And then Mom is the month after. So we can't find do I don't know. What? Other people like Kelly. And, no, I, so I, I was, that's my long-term goal. Yeah. So right now I'm starting with all my sisters and Mom, obviously. Yeah. And they'll all be recurring guests yeah. every once in a while. But no, I want to have Claire and Kelly with me and Kiera. Yeah, that would be good. And then I want to have one with you and Mom. Uh, and just you and Mom. Like, yeah. I'll set it up for you and then I'll just leave. Yeah. You guys can just talk. And then, yeah, like, you know, Charlotte and AJ or just Aunt Leanne, maybe. That'd be a fun one. Yeah, that would be a fun one. <laughs> but yeah, just every, I want to stick to mostly people connected to our family. Yeah, yeah. Because Kiera and I do our podcast and we have, like, friends. Yeah. Or that's the plan. We have, we have not been consistent at all. But that's our goal is to have, like, friends. Yeah. And our podcast is just, I mean, we just laugh at things and make fun of stuff. So yeah. A lot different. You know who would be a fun one is Owen. <laughs> well, I did actually think about, like, did you? The, the grandkids. But I was like, I don't know if, I, how do you feel an hour talking to a seven-year-old? Like, that would be hard. You probably could. I don't know. But, no, I, yeah. Well, and I think about, depending on how long this lasts, I mean, eventually it would be really fun. I mean, Andrew, I think I could talk to for an hour. He's oh, yeah. Andrew would 12, 13, almost 12. <clears throat> I don't remember. He's but, yeah, as they all get older, I think, it, yeah, I think we definitely could. Be, it'd be interesting to get into it. But I had some interesting conversations with, conversations with Andy. He's really a smart kid. I mean, uh, he's very perceptive about things. You know? Yeah. And, uh, Blessing and a curse, that is. Well, that's true. <clears throat> uh, kind of precocious, maybe. But <clears throat> uh, he's a sharp guy. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I just I worry about it more than junior high. Well, public education. Junior high sucks. <coughs> Avoid it at all costs. Don't go to junior high. Yeah, I know. If <laughs> you can skip that and go to college, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Something. Hey, at least in, well, I guess in California, you just start earlier, but you still have three years. So if you move away from Utah after grade school and move to California, you only have to do two years of junior That's high. That's true. Because <laughs> didn't the end have to do Four or something? She did. Yeah, see? No, years. it was it was Claire. 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 Yeah, that's some. Yeah, that's some. Four years. Of ju- see? Can you imagine that? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Junior high was the worst time of my life so far. Yeah, I hope it's not too brutal for Andy. I just worry about that. I, I, It comes back to my view of public education partly, but also just people mean sometimes. You know? Oh, kids are the worst. Yeah. And that's a bad age. It's... 
I don't know. People are, I think kids, everyone, all the kids are trying to figure out who they are. Yeah. And that doesn't always work out well. And where do they, where, where do I fit? Yeah. Where do you belong? Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of people, when they try to fit in, try to do it through anger and, you know, some people are nice, but yeah. I think a lot of times when you're so stressed about where you fit in, you act out to other kids. Right. And, right. Yeah. No, and there's group think, you know, oh, you yeah. get into the group. Mob mentality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Nope. Well, see you next week. <laughs>